Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Joining you on a Tuesday morning. We are happy to be with you whenever you're listening to our podcast at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys joining us on a Tuesday morning. We're glad to be with you. Glad to talk about one of our sponsors. Talk about the second one in a little bit. Let's start off today with College Corner, though. Let's let them have the uh, the first billing, our good friends over there. At either of their two locations in the capital city, in Ridgeland, you can go by the uh, location over by Fleet Feet, or in Flowood, you can go check them out over there by Half Shell and get the biggest selection of MSU merchandise you're likely to find a long time before you got to be back in Starkville. So go ahead and plan ahead. Take care of all that right now. Do your shopping there or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Mention the the podcast when you shop at the uh, two locations or use the promo code THUNDER online. You'll get 15% off your purchase. And don't forget, guys, it's 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 time to start talking about something. I'm not talk, saying we got to play the music. I'm not saying we got to put the tree up. It's time to start thinking about some gift ideas, though, for this holiday season. College Corner has got you covered for the MSU fan of your life. Not just great logo wear, but... All the great accessories you need for tailgating or home gating, whatever you want to do, they've got you taken care of. So give them a, a look. College Corner or collegecornerstore.com. I realize now why they use the promo code THUNDER, though. Why? Because they know how confident I am and they know how much of an ego boost, boost you need to get through each day. So they thought THUNDER would be appropriate. They knew I could handle the rejection mm-hmm. and they knew that you needed the ego stroked. Hmm. Is that, yeah, you're exactly right. I won't lie to you. Yeah, I, I, am, I am very insecure, and uh, I need people to tell me they love me constantly. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, then I feel bad about myself. So thank you, College Corner. And thank you, Joel, for making my, my weaknesses known to the public. Uh, I was going to love you either way. So. I appreciate that. Well, I'm sure the Lord said something about loving everybody. So You got, you got one for me? Oh, I mean, you know. You should... Just love thy neighbor. Yeah, I was, was going to say, there's some basic stuff there. Very basic tenets of that book, yeah. yeah. And I agree with most of them. Uh, well, you need to agree with all of them. God God wrote it. I don't want to have... No, we're not going to go down we're this not road. Go any, okay. We're not going to go down this road. That's a bad road to go down. He and I, we have our, we have our relationship. He, he knows what's going on. All right. You and I should do a religious podcast one day. You know who would be highly listened to. I, I agree. If if you said going in what it was, well, if we like, just, people we, tune into this because they want to hear about football. We just but released it, it on a Sunday, Sunday morning. I really think no 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 lie. Did you and, play the organ? Can I play the organ? Yeah. No, but my mom plays like the we need her. organ stuff of the church. We need her. So we she's need, we can fantastic. Get her, we'll get her on the on the show as well. She can give like our intro and outro music. Yeah, kind of be, yeah. Be outstanding. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. But like, I really think we could probably just, and you guys can tell us on Twitter if we're idiots. I bet you and I. Could, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Well, you can't tell us if we're idiots. We know we're idiots. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I bet, <laughs> I bet people. A good idea. I bet people would tune in to us just shooting the breeze about religion and politics and everything. Oh else. God, All politics! The other I don't want to do politics. I, I don't want to do it either. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you. There's an audience for like radio of, of people you. just listening to other people shoot the breeze. I don't, I don't no, you're not wrong about that. All right, uh, we'll do our picks in the second part of the show. We will start with Joe Moorhead's uh, press conference. Just regular Joe Moorhead on a Monday. No real emotion, one way or the other. Yeah, emotionless Joe. No, I wouldn't say emotionless. He was still, he was actually still a little bit pepped up. Yeah, but not so much that you know, not the same way. I'll be honest, when he first started talking, I thought he was about to apologize to us all about how he was just a little over, 
over anxious about things. But no, that didn't come out. But I, not that I needed it or anything. I'm just saying I thought I, I didn't know where he was going at first. But uh, here's my question for today. After listening to his comments, basically for the last couple weeks, are MSU fans going to buy this message? Are they going to buy into the idea that this program needed more of an overhaul than a, than a tweak? That that the idea, what can Joe Moorhead do? And obviously the, the, the easy answer is win some games. But what can he do to prove his point? That, hey, there were some big issues with this program that, that just weren't readily visible to the naked eye. You asked two questions there, so I'll answer two questions. Okay. Question one. Will the Mississippi State fan base pick up what Joe's putting down, basically? Will the Mississippi State fan base... Will they smell what, will the they Joe, smell is what Joe is cooking? Yeah. You know, will, 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 they, uh, will they buy what he's selling of late? Um, got two words for you. Heck no. Okay. Nobody's going to buy that. And, and I'm not hating on Joe. I, I think that Joe is spouting a lot of truth to be honest with you you mentioned on yesterday's show how you agreed with a lot of what he said post-game lsu as did i mm-hmm. um he makes valid points that you're relying upon a true freshman quarterback and that there are a lot of we've now heard him indirectly bring up suspensions in a couple of press conferences in a row yeah yes uh talking about how um some you know situations beyond their control a little bit if it has impacted depth. And look, in my opinion, he hadn't really been trying to use that so much as an excuse, although it is, I guess, interesting that he's brought it up the last couple of times in a row, unprompted even, I think. Um, but but it is what it is. I mean, it's a fact of life. It has impacted depth. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh, when you got that, and I mean, most men have been out for the year now. I mean, that was that's just a one-game thing now, but it's going to be a half-the-season thing when this is said and done. Um, I mean, that hurts. Tyler Williams has been banged up. I mean, there, there's been some injuries. To, I know everybody deals with this kind of stuff. I, I'm not saying that State's problems are completely unique. The suspensions are. The bit suspensions are. are, for sure. But, I mean, Joe makes a lot of valid points. The problem is, and I know there's always going to be the segment that's going to support Joe Moorhead because they're going to support, as we've said before, the Mississippi State head coach until he's no longer the Mississippi State head coach. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with just supporting the guy. But there's also going to be a lot of realists and a lot of folks that just want to see results on the field on Saturday. And anything, and anything wrong with that either. And so, no, they're, they're not going to sit there and buy what Joe Moorhead's been saying the last few weeks because they're going to point to uh, the fact that in 20 games now, his offense has not done anything of note. Uh, they're they're going to point to all the things that we've talked about on this show the last few weeks. So, no. As a whole, the MSU fan base as a majority is probably not going to be buying a lot of what he's selling. It's just not going to happen. That said, I'm not saying that he's even totally wrong, but they're just they're fed up, man. They, 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 which is really kind of weird when you look at it from a million miles away. I was on the SEC Network uh, radio on XM a, co- a week or so ago with mm-hmm. uh, Andy Staples and Aaron Murray and um, kind of said some of the things, same things we've been saying and uh, – and it seemed like, as I listened into the next segment, that that Andy Staples was a little bit like, you know what, eight and five is pretty good at state last year, and and you know what, like, kind of, I mean, you know, from a million well, miles away, all that kind of stuff. Kind and we're of seems sort of to back sense. to where we've talked about before about the national media. Yeah. There, hey man, eight wins at state, but when you look, when you when we were talking about me and Joel, and we're inside and we see everything, 
as as much as we see, and we know what that team had last year. Eight and five was not good at Mississippi State. Eight and five on average on a five year average, eight wins, five losses for Mississippi State is fantastic. That's there's no issue with that whatsoever for me. Now that's probably got a nine win season in there, and yeah, you might have a year where you step back to seven. There might even be a ten win season in a five year period. Averaging eight wins over five years is not bad. Yeah. But last year was supposed to be the come up year. Yeah. And then this year could have been if if, if Moorhead had gone ten and two in the regular season and won a bowl game, was eleven and two, he could have taken the hit of it. And everybody would everybody the things that we're saying that, that people feel like when we say them we're making excuses, people would accept them. If we said, okay, they were eleven and two last year, they finished in the top ten. Fantastic year. Oh well, this year you know, they lost three first rounders. They lose Fitzgerald. Suspensions. They lost a couple of offensive linemen. They had all these suspensions. Yeah, they're going to take a step back. It's just inevitable. But the, disappointment. I've been saying it for like a month now. Disappointment on top of disappointment. You can't sell that. Well, it's like when you're boiling something on the stove. It's last year. It kind of started to simmer. Yeah. And this year, the lack of meeting what folks' expectations were. It's starting to boil now. So nothing he says, and and we've said that, and, and it's nothing against Joe. Whatever he can't stand up there. There's no route he can take. There's no emotion he can show. There isn't words in the English language that he can stand behind a podium and say right now that that uh, that that disgruntled Bob from Bogachita is going to stand up and say, you know what, Joe, you're right. I'm satisfied now. The only thing that's going to satisfy Bob from Bogachita and Andy from Ackerman and Ed from Upor and whoever else, you, Brian Victor from, from Vicksburg, <laughs> Victor from Vicksburg. The only thing that's going to Set, you know, settle out everybody is gonna be going out on the field starting this Saturday in College Station and kicking the crap out of somebody. That, does, that's it. Does this go all the way back to his his first appearance in Starkville? If he has, doesn't get off the plane with what's your ring size, is, are we are we having this kind of discussion today? I mean, if he had walked in and been like, "Look, I don't know how you sell it. I don't know. I'm just gonna try to talk my way through it." But if he had got off the plane, like, "This is a great program, and it can be even better." Now, there's a lot of work to do, you know, and there's going to be some hard times. <laughs> hard times. <laughs> if it's at hard times, I would have, I would have bought in. If he, if there's going to be, there may be some hard times ahead, but I promise you by the time I'm, it's all said and done, we are going to have a championship football program here. If he says it like that, instead of getting off the, off the plane with, what's your ring size and clear a space on your mantle for a Heisman and championship standard, good to great. Are we still having these discussions? Did he... Did he, is he the victim of his own bravado here? A little bit, and I think he realized that at SEC Media Day. He tried to walk it back a little bit. but Too late? Uh, first off, the talk of Nick Fitzgerald winning a uh, Heisman. Shout out to Nick Fitzgerald, by the way. We saw him today. Yeah, we didn't uh, get a chance to talk to him. But uh, yeah, but he was here. Yeah. Um, anyway, Said he might be uh, giving it up. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Um, but anyway, uh, regardless, I don't know that he was ever Heisman um, material, but still one of the greatest quarterbacks in Mississippi State history. Don't take that away no question from about him it. at all. Um, I don't know about t- getting off the plane ever talking about Heisman, but I guess if State had went eleven and one or something last year and he had to put up huge numbers, you got a shot there. But uh, maybe Joe Moore had stepped off the plane and thought like you and I did, and thought we're going to have one of the best defenses in school history, and crap, we got a shot to do all this too. You know, maybe maybe he and I think knowing Joe now the way that we've kind of got to know him the last couple of years. I'm pretty sure when he stepped off that plane a year ago, a year, two years ago, he thought his offense was going to click. Yeah. He thought it was going to do what it's kind of done in the past, and it didn't. Yeah. And, and so, I I mean, he's he's already used the word. He used it a week ago, humbling. Yeah. I think he's been humbled a little bit that his, 
this magician level offense that he's had the reputation for, he's come down here in the South and it just hadn't worked. And that was something else that I mentioned to, to Andy and Aaron on the, on the radio the other day. And I, and I said to them, what we've said here before is I don't know that his offense is going to work week in, week out in the SEC. And in that next segment, uh, Andy said that he thought that it could. It just all came down to, to the talent. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess if you get a, That's Trace, true about any you get a Trace McSorley and you get a, you get a Saquon, you get a Saquon Barkley. Barkley in, of course it's, it could work. A couple I'm, of I'm, NFL receivers. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah that, that, I mean, that's not rocket science. Yeah, I, what I was trying to say is, based upon how State traditionally has recruited, and oh, by the way, how they're still recruiting, mm-hmm. I, and what we've seen so far, I'm still not, here a year and a half in, I'm not confident it's ever going to work. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it is. And if it does, and you get Garrett Schrader progressing, which he should. I think he's, he will he's sort of the key to a lot of this, not only for what you see on the field, but you talk about recruiting. Guys want to play with good quarterbacks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, for whatever reason, State wasn't able to sell that as much with Dak Prescott. I don't know why that was, but ma- mainly because he broke out, I think, as a junior. So what could you do? You know, maybe recruit a couple of true freshmen. And, I mean, and the 15 class was one of Mullen's best. Yeah. But I mean, you only had you know. But with Schrader, you've got basically three years to recruit around this guy. Yeah, and, but and, and two in defense of Joe's offense, some more here. Can't believe I'm saying that. You could see a scenario where a sophomore Garrett Schrader, a senior Kylan Hill, mm-hmm. uh, senior who Osiris, else is Mitchell. Osiris Mitchell, Javante Payton. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just start naming off names of, of some of these guys that are going to be back and. In the case of Kyle and Osiris, and some of them are going to be older statesmen, so to so to speak. Um, another year of development for for Schrader. Uh, the offensive line. We've talked about how those guys. I mean, there's kind of a you feel pretty good O line wise about what you have and what you'll have next year and stuff. I mean, you could convince me that State should be middle of the pack at least offensively next year, right? Yeah. I mean, you could convince me of that. But the problem with it, what you're saying right there is. You could have convinced me of that this year, yeah, with Stevens and a junior Ky- Kylan yeah. Hill and yep. Gidry and Mitchell and everybody. A hundred percent fair. So, so that's why nothing that the man says, he can't say anything. He can't say anything that's going to settle anybody. Because I'll go back to something you said yesterday that kind of sat with me and resonated with me a little bit. Like Dan Mullen had built up some, uh, what you want to call credit. it, e- credit, equity, whatever. Equity, yeah. Um, Joe Moore hadn't built up crap. He just hadn't. He hadn't built up anything but disappointment, um, fairly or unfairly. That's how it's viewed. And so, no, no, nobody's gonna listen to anything he says. He's gonna have to prove it on the field. Now, the second part of what you said, I've already forgot. I remember you asked two questions, and I can't remember what the second part was. <laughs> can I? <laughs> I, I basically just uh, we probably he, covered what it. What can all he that. do? I mean, if he finishes seven and five, does he? Let me ask it like this: If he finishes seven and five. Maybe even eight and five goes to a bowl game and wins that. You know he's eight and five. Could he buy himself another bad year next year? Uh, we'd find ourselves right back here having the same shows again. So what would what happen? Well, and the thing would be if if you're six and six at the end of next year, and just depend, you could make a move if you wanted to. I think I don't, it'd be tough for state to fire a coach after a bowl game. I, I don't ever see that. That was totally a thing that was true the other day, wasn't it? That yeah. it would never happen. I don't think it'll happen. But. But if you're six and six, and one of those six losses is Ole Miss, yeah, and you're back maybe. in Oxford, yeah, next year. It's, just, it's it's such a it's such a difficult it's a tightrope right now for Mississippi State because I totally understand 
the idea of keeping Moorhead another year because, I mean, firing a coach after two years, that usually means a catastrophe has happened. And as bad as things are for State right this second, it hasn't been catastrophe. Catastrophe would have been losing a lot to Louisiana or to Southern Miss or being, you know, losing to Kentucky or something. All right. Or if State later in the year loses to Arkansas and Ole Miss. That's catastrophe. Yep. Missing the bowl and losing the egg bowl would be catastrophe. Then you could maybe talk about it. But right now where the state is, you know, that's it's it's not reasonable. It's not feasible. And if you made me pick them today, I still think state gets to a bowl game and gets to six and six. I agree. I saw today uh, John Pitts from the Daily Journal tweeted that uh, the Sagarin rankings, which is, a, you know, obviously an all-encompassing computer ranking system, said that right now state would be a four-and-a-half point favorite over Ole Miss. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think it's going to be – well, that, that means basically they're giving State the, the edge just because it's at home. It's at home, which is – that's fine. Yeah, you I know? mean, that's – It's it's a pick em on a neutral field. I don't have a problem saying that. Yeah. <sighs> Has anything that's happened in the last week, these, these, these emotional press conferences from Moorhead, things that he's been saying, has that changed your opinion of anything so, at this point? For me, and here's where I think it. You and I have a, a, a perspective that a lot of people don't have because, you know, we we get to see Joe in every press conference. You know, we get to see him all the time, and I don't have any questions. Some of the questions that the fan base has had over the last year and a half, I don't have. Like, we've had listeners before tweet me talking about how Joe has no emotion and he doesn't care, and, and that's like not that. true. That's just BS. That's yeah. all that is. I mean, th- that man. Look, you can like how he handles himself on the sideline. You cannot, but dude, that dude's as competitive as it gets. Mm-hmm. I, 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 he may show it differently than other people, but he just is. So I, I, so I don't have a lot of the concerns that some people have have voiced. Um, does it change anything? It doesn't change anything from the way that. I mean, nothing that he said the last couple of weeks makes me think that next year State's going to come out and be an offensive juggernaut. Yeah. I mean, to his credit, I guess he's handled things a little differently and and State came out on Saturday and they looked like a team that was prepared to play. You know, it didn't hang with LSU, but at least there was effort. But you got to prove to me that you can string some of that together now. Um, It's a little bit just disappointing that after the last nine, ten years, how much now we're just praising the guys playing hard. You know, yeah, isn't that isn't that kind of that's just that, the epitome of a step back? You hate to you don't want to hear that when you're when you've been to as many bowl games, you know, now nine in a row, and now we're talking about well, at least they played hard. They played hard. That's what you heard, two thousand two to two thousand six, two thousand eight. At least they played hard. Because here's the deal, folks. There's a hundred what, hundred twenty or so FBS teams. Most of them play hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> most of them practice hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that there's some some uh, exceptions here and there, and you get some disgruntled locker rooms sometimes. Not all 120 teams or whatever it is always play hard, but by and large, most times everybody plays hard. And it comes down to, uh, well, I'll use some Joe Moorheadisms here. It comes down to execution and precision and all those other things. Yeah, and. You know, Joe says that all the time, but we hadn't seen a lot of it. What are, what are we talking about on Monday? On, on, on I guess on our Tuesday podcast or Monday podcast, if State beats Texas A&M, <sighs> that 
down the stretch, Mississippi has a, Mississippi State has a chance to basically finish the season kind of where we always thought that they might, mm-hmm. despite all the other crap. Because really, at the beginning, at the outset of the year, I mean, not that we didn't think A and M a win there was possible, but I mean, we, I feel like we say this a lot. But coming into this year, seven and five in the regular season, you win a bowl game, eight and five. Everybody would have taken that. Yeah. And if State wins on Saturday, they are on a you know direct path to that. Right. So I think if he goes to Texas A and M. And he wins the game, particularly if you see effort again and you see maybe Schrader take another step forward and the offense maybe rolls a little bit and you see the defense continue kind of what they started in the first half of the LSU game and and you see progress there a little bit. Then you kind of start to, I think – Feel like well, okay, this year might finish okay, and then we if we finish seven, you know, seven five, go to a bowl game, then next year maybe then you do take those step forwards that we were talking about a while ago, and maybe this thing does work out all right. I mean, I know that sunshine pumpy, I get that, folks, but I mean, you, if they win Saturday, you can start kind of at least a little bit feeling better about yourself. I think because that that you, you got will, one back you didn't expect to have in, in yeah. August, yeah, at that point. You know, you're just one behind the pace. But I get what you're saying. Did he tell us today, basically, that they're going to be throwing more? I, I need to go back and, and, and listen to that again. You know what I'm talking about? Where I know exactly somebody, what you're talking about. We're talking about Kyle Hill and his production. He said, look, when that's not happening, we, 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 and we're, but we're protecting, we've got to be able to pass the ball. we got to, we got to do that more. I think, he, I think you might expect to see a pass-heavy uh, attack this weekend. Do you trust Garrett to do that? I do. I do. And the, the, the offensive line, for whatever reason, has been pretty good in pass protect. Now, I say that coming off of the, the Tennessee game where they gave up seven sacks. But they were, they, they were good enough against uh, LSU. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. All right. We'll switch gears and get into our picks. Brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Pumpkin spice season. What, why, why do people do the S-Z-N? Do you know what that is? Why do people do that? I, I have no idea. Um, it's, a, it's a thing we're too old to get, I guess. Yeah, I just we'll, I, we'll just move forward. There's a lot of stuff that I see that I don't get. I don't. You're right. I, I I'm with you on that. So, and also we talked about it just a minute ago with uh with College Corner. This you've got the coffee the coffee lover in your life. Strange Brew Coffee House can help you out with that. Shop online and get something good for someone you love. That's great stocking stuffers. Not only coffee, but their hot chocolate, which is the best in the world. Best in the world. I said it. Don't 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 pipe bomb me. Don't don't do that because it just makes me sad. Uh, so yeah, go check them out online. Check them out at the store, wherever you got to do it. Get yourself some strange brew coffee. I'm still one up on Joel T. Some possible changes here. We'll see what happens. We got a couple games. Let's pick the game. There's only one game for sure that that we might we were, that we're gonna no no that we'll be agreeing on. Oh okay. The rest of them we could disagree. Okay. But I think we will both agree on Arkansas at Alabama. Oh, uh, yeah, I think we we'll. Even without Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Who's just resting for his Dolphins debut. I have a theory about Tua. I wouldn't take him first over there, Dolphins fan. I wouldn't take him first. I think he's a little... I, I might try to trade down, gather some more picks up, and then let's look at Trevor Lawrence next year. Or trade down in the first round and maybe take a shot at Joe... I can't believe I'm saying that, but Joe Burrow. See, I 
And the reason you're against Tua is just because of his fragileness, correct? Fragile. <laughs> I think I'd just give it a shot because at this point we suck. So if we take if you, him, if, if we you have take the first him, pick and somebody offers you a Godfather package for that, you got to take it. If the Bengals say our first, you know, drop down to like the fourth pick and we'll give you a first rounder next year, got got to take it and just take your chances with whoever. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends on the offer there. Yeah. It depends on that. So. But right now, if if Miss if uh, Mississippi State, if if the Dolphins are picking one overall and they don't trade it, I, to me, I think you got to take two. All right. So we're both taking the Alabama Crimson Tide there. All right. Let's look at the two thirty game. Auburn at LSU. Tigers versus Tigers. Auburn has not won in Tiger Stadium since nineteen and ninety nine. Our friend Cole Kublik was on that team. Mm. Been wow. a long time since uh, Auburn has enjoyed any success in Death Valley. Well, Pona's Dreams come to die. Go Tigers. Uh, can't say Tigers here, so here we go. One, two, three, LSU. LSU. All right, then. Wasn't sure. Did Never. you see somebody said that uh, they want us to kind of, in our reviews on iTunes, which, by the way, folks, go by, drop us a five-star, five star. because we are, I don't know, for whatever reason, we are still one of the 200 best podcasts in the, in the universe because of you people. So you're, you're five-stars. I think, I think they're helping keep us there. So I, I would love to stay there. Yeah. Um. So continue to do that. That helps us in any number of ways. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. What, it just It's just cool but to But anyway, in our, so one of our going. reviews, what happened? Uh, Someone wanted us to, I guess basically they wanted you to go first at all times because I'm behind. Why are people so interested didn't in Didn't we used to kind of sort of do we it that way? That now, and then people didn't like that. This is what we're doing from now on. We're not changing. <laughs> people are That's highly – I like that people are highly invested, in, invested in, 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 in our dinner. Right. That It's just who's paying for whose dinner on that night. But. All right, so that's out of the way now. Both taking LSU. South Carolina at Tennessee. I'll tell you what about Tennessee. They played better. Yeah. They beat State. They were in the game with Alabama. But I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback because how do you put you can't put Garantano back out there Mm-mm. and Moore's hurt. I mean, what are you going to do? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, whereas South Carolina you know, beats Georgia, they were in the game with Florida. Some bad call sort of went against them. Yeah, this is the game Carolina has to have to get to a bowl. By the way, they have to have this. Yeah. So here we go. One, One two, three. three South, South Carolina. Carolina. All right. I, I almost pulled the trigger on Tennessee. I was hoping you would, because that was one that I thought I had a shot to get. If you did, I just, I just don't, I just don't have enough faith in Tennessee. If 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 the the freshman quarterback was healthy, I might go that way. But all right, last one. As, as well as Carolina's playing, you, you yeah. really can't go yeah, you against can't them go. right now. Yeah, Missouri is at Kentucky. Missouri's got to bounce back after that terrible, horrible loss. Gosh, we might go different here. I don't. And then Kentucky, uh, you know, beats Arkansas. Uh, played Georgia really, really tough. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know that they can continue to do this thing where they, you know, they can't throw the football, but it just sort of is what it is. So here we go. One, One two, two, three, three Missouri. Missouri. All right. No changes this week. I'm happy with that. I'm happy to not change the rest of the way. There's just none that I feel. I mean, we got too long to go for me to be hitching my wagon to like a Kentucky right now. Let me see here. Let me see. Let me let's, let's just look ahead to next week. All right, we will have some separation next week, one way or the other. Either yeah. you're getting back in it, or... Or I'm dead. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that's going to be the case. <laughs> or we may split them and stay right where we're at. We might. You we'll know. see. All right. Tomorrow's show is The Rumblings. Get us your questions in early and often. We will take all comers. 
Uh, and uh, whatever you want to talk about, we're you know you say people want to hear us talk about pop. This is their opportunity. Yeah, here, here's your chance. If so, please, no political questions. I will not ask them. That's true. That we will we, not we still get editing power. Here. A religious question has a chance to get through. I would be willing to to talk about spiritual things on this show. That's what Every I'm now bring them on. All right, guys, have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.